What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Happy Monday. It is the big thing, and this episode is going to be a full-on spoiler-heavy discussion of the Marvels. Just letting you know, we pre-taped it, so I don't know what the box office was. Got no idea. You guys can tell us in the comments. No clue. But what we will be doing here today is myself, Winston A. Marshall, and Koi Jandro will be doing a special episode as we do every time a big comic book movie comes out. We talk about it on Monday with full spoilers ahead. So if you've seen the movie and you want to get and you want to get in on the conversation, you've seen it, you're going to enjoy it. If you haven't seen the movie, I recommend not watching it unless you don't care and you just want to know about the movie. Anyway, we'll get into all of it. We'll talk about the plot. We'll talk about the performances. We'll talk about that big mids, mid credits. And I think that even though there's something that happens at the very end of this movie. It ultimately is a post-credit scene. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll discuss that also. Um, so we'll get into it. So thanks for joining us here today. If you're brand new to the channel, hit that button, man. We're on the road to 200. We hope that you can get us there. Speaking of Koi and speaking of Winston, all three of us will be doing stand-up comedy with the rest of the crew on December 2nd. And special guest Chris Carr is going to be with us as well doing stand-up comedy show. And we hope that you'll be there with us. So hit that button. It is in the description. We hope that you will join us, please. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know the whole deal. All right, let's get to it. It is the big thing. Spoiler of the Marvels. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's the big thing. Spoiler review of the Marvels. It's myself, Koyjandro. Winston A. Marshall, Coy and Winston, all of us. Here we go. So just a disclaimer, you know, since this movie is uh, three ladies and, uh, you know, uh, three black folk, one directing two in it. Christian called his one black friend. (laughs) Hey, that's not fair. You're on the show every week. You're on the show every week. Hey, wait a minute. I didn't. I'm just out of nowhere. I go through my Rolodex. There he is. <laughs> there. There. I don't know any black women, so I'll call the one black man. I know he was raised by we'll a black woman. I've been on the show Perfect. for two years just for this moment to feel safe. <laughs> not not, no. not because I'm on the back of the No, no. He hasn't been here this whole time. No, 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 no. certainly not. No, no. no nobody gives us crap at all during Black Panther. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be great. <laughs> Wakanda Forever is totally safe for us to talk about. It's great. Unbelievable. Anyway, um, okay, this movie, as I said on Friday's episode, if you were joining us, the way that I think this is going to be an interesting conversation because this movie has been divisive, to say the least, as far as with critics, which is I think at the time we're shooting this is around sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Now it's now it's not rotten anymore, but it seems like critics are on different sides, and it seems like the audience is pretty positive when you look at the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. So the representation on this show, as far as what people uh, what people are, are feeling. Um, it does seem like it's it, – and it's not a versus. It just seems like Koi and I are on the side of didn't love it, but the reason why we have such a great show, the three of us, is because we can rationally have a conversation about what we like. And you gave your points last week as far as what you liked about it, and I didn't disagree with any of it. You talked mostly about the chemistry alone. I have yeah. critiques, yeah. but but if you're asking me how I felt about it, like – I know you said it might have hit your bottom five mm-hmm. potentially. It's nowhere near that. It's it it is. There have been what thirty four at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean I've got shows in the same mix, so I, it's, oh, like, I it's forty five with shows. Uh, so, forty six with Loki. Okay, so forty six with Loki. It it hits in the mid range for me. There mm-hmm. there are definitely ones that for me are significantly worse than this movie. Um, but again, it's not. 
for who was the star of it. It has nothing to do with who directed it. It just has to do with the fact that there are some movie elements that just honest critique could have been done better. Yeah, there's for me the, the and that's like we share the same critique as far as the writing goes. It's just not a very well written movie from the get go. It starts off and like I said in my thing on Monday or, or Friday rather, um, I felt like the beginning was chaotic, but I was still on board with okay, this is just a kind of normal Marvel movie. It's fun. The three actresses are having fun together, and it's it is what it is. But you start about the beginning of the. They want to get you into the idea that hey, they're all sharing these powers. They're all you know, breeze out at one part of space. Rambo's out one part of space. Um, Ms. Marvel's out at home where we've seen her in the events of of the show itself. And then they kind of they then they go to the volume in the beginning of the movie where it's the some of the worst like you could tell so much when she when when what's the I don't mean what's the villain's name? No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> but you said the volume. What, what, what is the volume? That's where they filmed Star Wars and Marvel stuff. It's oh, the big backdrop. Big, where they, it was. Yeah. It was clearly a set. Got where, it. Where okay. she, when when the we'll just call her the villain. When sure. the villain finds um, the. Ronan's hammer, whatever. Sure, 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 sure. Oh, she finds the thing, the, the but yeah, bracelet. she has the hammer. But she finds the bracelet, and it looked so. It looked, it looked bad. It looked mm-hmm. like Obi Wan bad, right? Mm-hmm. Where it was, and I was like, oh man, that's that doesn't look great. Um, and then they, so she finds this thing, and that's I guess you don't really explain kind of why right away, right? And then the powers connect, and they start leaping back and forth, and it was just. But the positive is, it ain't boring. It's no. like boom, 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 boom. You're in it. So the one thing I want to talk immediately up top before we get into the finer points, I want to. I, I, I love the uh, what did somebody call it? A compliment sandwich. You give it something good. Yeah. You talk about something that could have used some work, and then you end with something good, right? Sure. So for me, I think the thing that has not been talked about nearly enough in this film, the fight choreography is brilliant. Like especially when uh, you may feel differently about that, but I. I think about that first scene, and they 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 teased and released that out of the first big the first scene. scene of the living room thing when they're kind of jumping so back the, and the forth living room into. and the the space elevator. And oh yeah, all those that. are great. I agree. The, the, the the fight choreography, as far as that stuff goes, and the idea in general of once they start to figure out their powers now, so it's not as accidental and all that, and they start getting coordinated. I think all of that was done exceptionally well for me. Yeah. Um, that opening scene, especially the goofiness of like the family trying to fight the Kree, and then like you know enough of it being like I'm not gonna let you kill that person, and then like oh my god the annihilator, but then like here comes Ms. Marvel like ah like it's just fun. it it's was fun. and what was brilliant about that is if the idea for them is that their powers causing them to constantly switch was creating chaos for them, it created chaos for us. We were just like oh my god, and so it that, did. It yes. did. My, but my issue with that mm-hmm. is again. Back to the writing, Coy, right? Because I feel you could have done that exact sequence. Mm-hmm. Kind of done, give me like 10 minutes leading up to that. Give me like up top 10 minutes. Give me give me a little bit more what, what Ms. Marvel is doing. Give me a little bit more of the relationship with Rambo, Rambo and, and Carol. Give me a little bit more with, with Fury. Give, 
build but, a little bit. But that but that fight in particular, remember, was right as all of their powers got entangled. I know, I know, yeah, but, but they, I'm saying but they could have had like opening scenes with characters. Like right. I, I would have loved to have felt any emotional weight right. for anyone. Right. Because hmm. so like I, I for me I always describe as like a punch landing twice when you care about both characters, right? Mm-hmm. Like one of the things I I always talk about is Daredevil because you care about Kingpin against all odds and Daredevil. So when that fight happens, the weight of those punches, not because it's rated R, not because of the blood, but it's the characters that you care about. I personally loved Miss Marvel. I personally love Carol Danvers in the comics, and mm-hmm. I personally really, really was excited to see what Spectrum slash Photon slash Captain Marvel Monica Rambeau Pro- became. Marvel. Uh, for, yeah, so because like in in uh, Wandavision, we didn't really get to the point where she had like the powers; she had just gotten activated. So I was like, oh, what a great origin story by using a show to build the Captain Marvel. Because in the comics, she's Captain Marvel thirty years before Carol Danvers ever is. Amazing Spider-Man Annual sixteen comes out thirty years before Carol Danvers ever gets the title. So I was like, yeah, we're gonna have like the Marvels, but then the movie opens and it's like hope you already like them because we're the marvels and i and i wanted to let them form a little bit yeah and i also because then then the fights that are well choreographed have weight as opposed to this is shiny and and i think a compliment sandwich i will say the chemistry whenever they actually slow down enough to let them talk is beautiful the way they build their relationship is really charming i love to see amon Vellani like gushing over carol and i loved that monica is able to be both proud and upset because this is a spoiler talk by the time they get to the payoff of oh my god you abandoned all of us why did you do that i'm i don't feel like that didn't feel anything and then they cut back to forgiveness there's one scene of you abandoned me and the next scene she's like but we're family but you know what emotional moment did work with them but it feels like it got abandoned eventually because they didn't play off it enough was when they were going through the the memories yeah and when you go into a recap, which was if you if you were watching, if you've seen all this stuff like we have, it's just kind of like, oh, remember all that stuff. But it, I think it was relevant to an audience who is finding it for the first time sure. to say like to them, they probably didn't even know necessarily it was. They thought it was shot for the film. But that moment of don't ever do that again. I was like, oh, where are they going to go with this? Yeah. They're not really going anywhere with it. That's what I mean by like emotional weight is they, they kept setting up stuff. If you think about it from a script perspective, not the writing, but the story, I love the idea of the Annihilator beating a slow build. So why do they call her that? And then finding out like Carol Danvers is one of the most overpowered. Like she's OP. Like she has so much power in the Marvel Universe. Using that as a negative. That's why I like Superman. Superman is – his kryptonite isn't just kryptonite. It's the idea that he can't save everyone. I'm like, oh, that's genius. What if Carol was doing the right thing and it went the wrong way? I didn't feel any of that weight. And then the payoff of that is uh, we we lose Monica and the whole thing is like, why don't you just like create life instead of destroying it? Become not an annihilator. Start the sun up. And she's like, okay. And then she just does it. And it's like, that was 30 seconds. The whole movie just It's also a conversation I could have had a couple years ago. Perhaps. (laughs) Well, to that point, I will give you that. I'm not worried about that. But like even what y'all were saying about. Give me more emotional weight at the beginning in order to have that first fight. I disagree with you. And the reason why I disagree is because if you actually look at the timing of it, you're about 12 to 13 minutes into the film when that first fight breaks out in the living room slash the the space station slash the Kree fortress, whatever that was, right? On top of the fact that, yes, I understand this is the first film with the three of them together. This is technically a sequel, in which case we already do have connections. And they do spend enough time for those that have not seen this stuff to still get a basic introduction as to what it is. So, like, for example, Kristen, uh, my girlfriend who I took to this, who who really enjoyed the film. She had a problem with the villain. She actually said that very quickly at the end of it. She did have a problem with the villain. Um 
I've been telling her she needs to watch Miss Marvel. She's been getting too busy to do it. By the time the movie was over, she was like, I have to see it immediately. Right. But that opening comic sequence of her daydreaming of her fighting with Captain Marvel and yeah. fighting the robot and all that, she goes, I know exactly who this girl is now. Great. You're going to get more later, but like you got enough to go, okay, this is what it is. The fight happens, and again, their powers being entangled is supposed to be chaotic. Mm -hmm. So the idea that we have not necessarily figured out what's going on yet when that first chaos happens, that actually makes logical sense to me, and I, I, I think agree. works. I agree with it's, that. But then when you're talking about, okay, we've done the dream sequence, uh, the, the memory sequence, and we don't really address it, I agree with you where it's like we could have got more out of that. You yeah. know what I mean? I well, lumped too much into one rant. What I'm saying is from the beginning, the chaos works, but then it stayed chaotic when it no longer served the narrative. No, I, it I, went from like this this is characters we've met, and I wish there was more weight. Sure, and I get why that wasn't because you're right structure-wise, but – by the end, I didn't feel like it ever slowed down sure. enough that the yeah. chaos felt like, oh, we've built to something. Let's have a, a moment with us. I sure. still think I agree with the fact that when the chaos happens, it makes sense because they're not supposed to be knowing what the hell's going on. So we shouldn't. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with that. I do think um, I, I, I respectfully disagree with you that I think that the beginning. Yes, you'll get you, you'll know who she is um, from that dream sequence. Right. But we still it as you said, it's a sequel to a movie called Captain Marvel. So give me more with Brie up top. Give me a little bit more with the Rambo stuff. Give me a little bit more of it to lead to that chaotic, chaotic stuff. Because when you lead to that, as you get into it, because as you said, it's 12, 13 minutes into it. Well, do me a favor. Cut that stupid dance thing out of there. Get rid of that music thing. It's a bit. And I'll, for anybody who said, well, I liked it. It was fun. It served nothing. The, it served so, nothing. So the only thing that I would say about that, and I understand where I think the the, the inspiration for that was, I, I had mixed feelings about it on the one hand because you've got Miss Marvel in there. It's the idea of kind of bringing a Bollywood element to it. I, that doesn't bother me. However... There was this weird Disneyfication of the whole thing where all of a sudden, like, Bree's just in, like, a princess dress and, like, all that kind of stuff. And it, that, but, that kind of threw me off a little dude, bit. Dude, it was it, a bit. It was like, let's, it's like, it's like yes, I understand the, the reference to Bollywood and all that, but it's like you're going, like, hey, would it, wouldn't it be great if the, the whole planet was singing? I heard, I, and I don't know, that. I heard from a pretty credible source that original bit mm -hmm. was 19 minutes long. Yeah, that's too much. Oh, my God. No, 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 that's too much. That's, long. Too much. that's too much. That's one of the big cuts. Like in, in the test screenings when they have it, a lot of people did not like it. That's what I'm talking about when I would have much rather had five to ten minutes sure. up top of setting up our story and our characters. Because as I said, all of that stuff leading up to it, I was like, this is fine. I don't know what people are talking about. And then when we got to the, I'm like, whoa. I was sitting next to Frank Janish, Winston. I looked and I go, what? Yeah. It was it was love and love and thunder all over again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I I, and I don't forgive everything for just being a sequel because like Winter Soldier is a sequel, but it still reestablishes Captain America. Right. And individual movies need to stand on their own as well as being part of this great universe. Because mm -hmm. I I remember distinctly thinking when Carol was talking about her ship and how lonely it's been and how she's not used to having people on it, I was like. Would have loved to have felt like Carol's been on that ship because it feels like we just haven't sure. had Carol. It's like we met Carol. We've seen her. She's been a, a, a hologram. I want to be invested in Brie Larson because, like, she's so good in Room. She's so good in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Yeah. She's so, And I kept saying the whole thing I wanted out of the Marvels was I think Nia DaCosta is such a visually inventive director and we yeah. got a lot of that and when when it let Nia DaCosta direct it there's so many sequences I was like man look at the camera movements look yeah. at the choices and then should the charm she got out of these actresses all working together that's why I, like to me I I have gotten so much crap because I've said like I 
don't blame the actresses and I don't blame Nia DaCosta. And everybody's like, well, Nia DaCosta, uh, you know, helped write it as well as like she deserves some of the blame. It's not blame. It's a committee edit and a committee story that makes the thing that Nia, yeah. Brie, Amon and Tiona wanted to make feel like it's something that got put in a blender and they added whatever ingredients. And then the thing that came out wasn't what I put in the blender. And it doesn't feel like a meal. It feels like you gave me an idea, Sally. But I want to hear that from Nia DaCosta as well, because that very well might be the case because there are times that we've like, you look at whether it's like David Ayer or there's a ton, ton of different directors in the past. Like I wanted to do something. This is what I wanted to do. And I was pushed to do this and mm-hmm. it very well might be. That's what it feels exactly. like. And I, and I might be wrong. Look at Gavin hood, right. Who did um, X-Men, uh, the, one of the worst X-Men movies was the X-Men origins Wolverine. Yeah. Is that him? And, yeah. And he did Gavin. He, that's the one he did. I'm pretty sure. And he was, and he did a movie called Satsi, which was, fantastic and he was bullied by the studio he was bullied by fox like made a movie he just did not win it and that came out and he said it as much too and if that is indeed the case which is possible um then because i think that one of the things what i said about it was the reason why is what they did to her that i didn't what they did to nia DaCosta, which i i don't love at all is that hey your movie's coming out now no just kidding it's got to come out now we're gonna mm-hmm. move ant-man over here you gotta move your movie here and then she's and then she goes well, that's fine, but if it's going to move again, I've got this other movie I can well, so th- So this is why I gave enough pushback on, on the, the Variety, variety article right. because I was like, guys, the idea that, oh, it would like, say what you will about the film, whether you thought it was good or bad, this idea that she just abandoned ship on, that's right. not what happened. The fact that we, the schedules between COVID and between the strikes and between everything kept shifting things around. The Ant-Man shift. The yeah. Ant-Man yeah. shift. You literally have... In, in these con for those that are not familiar with the industry, when you set up these contracts, because all- studios, because products are aware of the fact that when you're setting up one, you've already got two going. There's something known as first position, second position. And, and to that point, this was first position up to a point. And then at that point, she has c- contractual obligations to move on. And it doesn't mean that she's not still doing what she needs to do for the film, but that does mean that she has to then. Right physically be somewhere else right. well, look, the flip side to that too and i agree with all of that the flip side is we don't know how i mean as far as the script goes it's one of my biggest issues and she mm-hmm. did because i did say at the end i was like because i said to as i was walking out with roxy and i was like yeah i don't really blame nita costa for this movie i said who wrote this and roxy goes nita costa. one of three she was one, one of three writers one of three yeah. and i was like I can't say that I don't have a problem with the writing. I do. Yeah, I have a huge so, problem with the writing. It, the but, writing? I don't, but I want to know what the original the idea was. What's the plot? What is, what's the plot? What's the idea? Like, everything happens so conveniently that, like, there isn't a logical arc that they had a goal of. They just pivot according to what's happening, which, yes, is life. But it's not storytelling. Like, at no point was there an objective that felt reasonable. And there were so many moments where they made the illogical choice. I, I don't know. Like, and... It just felt so like things were happening at me, not yeah, like I was well, in a movie. Yeah. I, the, 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 now, uh, I wanted to relay some messages uh, from Kristen. She doesn't like being on camera at all, but she had thoughts, and okay. there were some things that she wanted me to impart because she knew I sure. was doing this. Um, what she said was done very well um, was there were moments of just them being girls yeah. that really clicked. So, for example, when, um, you know, uh, 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 Oh my God, Monica Rambeau mm-hmm. is kind of having her meltdown moment and she's not doing okay. Where you just see him on immediately glom onto her and just like, oh my God. And then she's moment. like, oh, yeah, yeah. Carol. And like, 
So moments like that. She yeah. even said what was funny to her is when they were like, girl, we can fix your planet. You don't have to kill everybody. It's fine. She goes, that is also a very real thing for, for a girl to be so mad that she would still be petty. So as soon as you took the thing off, she's like, I'll still kill you. Like these like yeah. little moments like that. Uh, even the black girl magic thing that was more of it like Kristen's not black, but that was like a tip to like like something that black people would say in that regard. Girl, you better use that black girl magic. Like those little things there, I think those were just done very. The, Kristen said were done very very well as far as like for the ladies where you would connect to the moments in the thing, like the double dutching and all that. So, you know, so that's I'm glad you brought her points up because I think that is the, that's my whole thing. There are moments in this movie. I agree with all those points. I agree with all of those points. I think they, that that's what made, because we all agreed that and said that in the beginning of the show, that the chemistry worked. Mm-hmm. And those moments added to that chemistry. Mm-hmm. So that was there. I said to, again, when I saw it with Frank Janice, I looked at him and I said, well, there was a movie in there. It was in there. And those moments yeah. prove that. As we're talking about what the hell the plot was, I know that you're more of a lethal weapon guy than a diehard guy, mm-hmm. which I can't, I, I love lethal weapon, but I still think you're a crazy person. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> For real? This oh, holiday crazy. season. I've seen all the maybe, diehards. Maybe, I haven't maybe. seen the Lethal Weapons. Oh, oh okay. So I haven't seen the Lethal Weapons. Let's do Lethal, Let's do lethal Weapon diehards. 1 for Christmas. Let's do lethal, like, the three of us. Okay. All right, maybe we'll do that. But, yes. But besides, besides, besides that. <laughs> I'm more excited about that than anything Marvel's put out ever this <laughs> but, moment right now. But let me let me say this, though, because I bring up Die Hard for a reason. I think that one of the things that could have worked for this as far as the villain goes, mm-hmm. because... If I say what's the plot, and I guess, of course it was a plot. She was very mad at Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel blew up her planet. So she was going to take everything out, and she was running around the place, blowing up other things and taking water. There was a full water planet. Take some of the water, take off. And then there's some other things that she was doing, and that was it. She was just, she was mad. So she was taking, lame plot. As opposed to, make me think that was the plot, a la Hans Gruber, yeah, yeah, we're 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 gonna we're, we're just holding this place hostage. That's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a bigger thing that mm-hmm. she's doing. Like I'm making you think that I'm doing that, but I'm really doing this. Sure. And then we find out what this is. If, that would have been more intriguing. I'm not saying that like her planet being in turmoil wasn't enough, but if there had been not just a I came to fight Captain Marvel, she said bam bam, and I like fell to the ground. If it had been a situation where like she tried to reason with her. If it had been a situation where, like, she agreed with Captain Marvel and she lost a limb. If it, if it had been a situation where, like, for that villain, she's actually on the same page as the Supreme Intelligence is is whack and was actually holding yeah. everybody back. But instead of Carol listening, that she was just in full rage mode. If there had been some sort of thing where it was like, dude, calm down. Right. And she just does away with her regardless. I think that would have been the one little thing that needed to be done to have a little more emotional weight versus she ran down the hall. She happened to be the random guard. Like it, it felt, it felt like Austin powers where it yeah. was like, you, you kick the random guard was, into the, <laughs> I, and I, I told someone I, I referenced and it's going to be exhausting dealing with it. But like, I, I referenced, it felt like an SNL skit at times. Yeah. And one of those moments was that like the rocks falling on her, like an Austin powers <laughs> skit. but also like the, the, I think the musical planet though, oh some people might enjoy it. I do think it invalidates a lot of the feelings of tension in a way that you can't really come back from like and i understand bollywood's able to do it but i think bollywood uh is is they they have mastered it like there's a certain skill set whereas like this movie didn't feel like it had mastered it to the point where i remember it's maybe three minutes and i I watched it with greg and i i looked over at greg and i never talk in movies i'm like so angry when people talk movies and i literally was like 
I don't know what to do with my body. I'm so uncomfortable. I said out loud to Greg because I'm just like, this is agonizing to experience. And I don't I don't know if I felt like that in a movie. And and I'm glad there especially are people. Especially in a Marvel movie. Especially in a Marvel movie. But I'm, I'm, I'm glad there are people that are enjoying it. And I want those people yeah. to see it. And I want people to have this movie that's for them. But this is the first time. I remember when Age of Ultron came out and they put um, Pinocchio in the trailer and it was uh, the string song, which is a great narrative for Ultron. Like, it actually works. But it would be like, oh, the Disneyfication. Oh. This is the first time I was like, oh, no, they made a Disney Marvel movie. It, you know what would have probably made it work a little better? Um, I do think the joke about the prince being bilingual was like, that's how you kind of can button that, right? As far as that goes. But I think what should have been a better, would have been a better sort of situation. Because, again, the, another point that Kristen brought up uh, as far as she was like, She's like, I like the Bollywood elements. If it had been any time you go to this planet, that's how they welcome people. And then that's just it is that you get one big number and then not everybody's singing all the time when you're walking around. I think you could have potentially made it seem like it was that. Maybe they were setting up that whole musical number to welcome if the Cree were coming because they were going to try and negotiate peace or something. You a could do something or something like like if they if they if they sang like a song, if there was like a. And, and obviously, the first thing that comes to my mind, and it's a different thing, like in mm-hmm. Hunger Games, in the first, and they, I think apparently in the new one, they show you the the origin of that story, that mm-hmm. song that Katniss sings. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like a one, it's like one song that she sings. It's mm-hmm. not a musical. It's mm-hmm. a song that she sings. If it was a song that mm-hmm. these people sang to someone when they came, when in they came and to the planet, that, right? And they're like, you can't talk through the song, right? Fine, but it turned into a musical, and right. it took the seriousness out of it. Now, right. I did like the idea of, again. Harkening back to the idea of there's a movie in there, like if if Carol Danvers got married, that was that that to me. And so she, she, Kristen brought that up, and she goes, "That is actually really interesting, especially if you're with your girls, being like, girl, okay, look, yeah, we're gonna have to go talk to Bob real quick. Don't ask that's no questions so, about Bob. Like, it's a thing. It's funny. Just don't it's worry invented, about like, it. It's but good that's, but that's that's the yeah. bit. Take the yeah. singing out of it. Take the because I'm telling you, sitting around, like, what if we did a musical? We could do a musical, and then they made it. If the rumor was true that they made this a 15, 20 minute bit. And that being said, I can't wait for Joker, the musical, because narratively, that's going to I think I haven't seen it is going to serve the movie. This didn't feel like it served anything. It felt because like it's it inside of his head. Like, right, right. I assume. Right. But also like it, the visuals didn't oh, help no. because it was shot in such a bright, obvious set that it looked like it was Power Rangers with putty behind them. Like those like yeah. Power Rangers guys that were like the, the, the didn't princes, seem real. It didn't seem it, real. It didn't seem real. It didn't feel tangible. <laughs> it the like, world it didn't seem like a in. bit. You know, like a set. It's ironic because. Because we were kind of iffy about this movie in the first place. But you know who actually did the, okay, don't ask no questions about this dude that I happened to date at one point was Quantumania. Because that's exactly right, what right. happened with Janet. Yeah, is that Janet had been with Bill Murray that yeah. whole time. They did it twice. Um, they, so, they, they, so they essentially recycled a bit twice in a year. Yeah. In a year. Which is interesting. Oh, well, I, it's, I, it's just not good writing. There, uh, <laughs> what's, and like, maybe not everybody overseeing a script and going right. like, wait, that thing pops up twice. Right. But I, I think the movie itself, if it had a few more rewrites, not a few more reshoots, if the movie had a little bit more, like 10, 15 minutes more meat in the bone, because you can allow for a movie to have silly moments if you're caring about the characters and I didn't like that my holdover caring about Amon Valani and caring about Miss Marvel was my main through line she was I great love, by the way she's, she's incredible in this. but I kept going okay I'm focused on her I wanted to be focused on everybody right. I wanted to feel for everybody but I just loved Miss Marvel enough that I was like okay my anchor is one character I wanted three anchors what you kept saying that there were two bits yeah, that got you. What was get, the I'll, second I'll, one? We'll get into that in a second because I. What I will say is that if you're gonna do two bits, why do one? If you're gonna do a big comedy bit, 
do one if it serves the story. And the second bit served the story a little bit more, even though I didn't like it. The first one, we'll talk about it in a second because this is all getting me really hungry. And I think about Green Chef. Um, Green Chef is fantastic. I love Green Chef. I've been talking about Green Chef forever. I'll tell you a little bit more about Green Chef right now. Here you go. I love talking about Green Chef. You guys know I do. And I'm going to talk about it even more. It's Thanksgiving time, baby. You got to eat clean all holiday long with 80 plus weekly options that change every week featuring delicious, nutritionist approved recipes. You can choose from their eight meal preference with options for every lifestyle. Quick and easy, protein packed, calorie smart, Mediterranean, keto, delicious discoveries, gluten free and plant based. Eating clean shouldn't be boring, especially during the holiday season. Feel your best and satisfy your cravings with adventurous eats made nutritious. Discover exciting new flavors with recipes that feature certified organic fruits and vegetables, sustainably sourced seafood, and unique farm-fresh ingredients like tart cherries, truffle zest, and rainbow carrots. Eat clean the delicious way this November with flavor-packed recipes like buttery lemon garlic shrimp, harissa apricot chicken, maple burnet squash risotto, and sriracha tamari beef balls. I Love Green Chef. You guys know it. I've been eating it forever. And now I was so excited because I'm so excited in general that they're with us. But I was so excited to be selfishly because of the holiday season. And I cannot wait to get the stuff for Thanksgiving. Can't wait. It's so delicious. Makes me feel good. And I don't know. I just for some reason, I just I feel like a chef. I'm definitely not. And I definitely feel like one when I'm working with Green Chef. For Green Chef's best deal of the year, you're going to get $250 off, but you got to use that code THING250 at greenchef.com slash THING250. Did you hear what I just said? $250 off with the code THING250 at greenchef.com slash THING250. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Guys, I'm so excited to tell you about the Patreon. Um, I know a lot of new people have been signing up. I'm so excited that you have been. We have just done a complete rehaul of the Patreon, and there's a lot of new goals. We have a full year. If we can get to, get to 1,000, hopefully before that, but if we can get to 1,000 patrons, Winston's going to go to Universal, and he's going to go to Halloween Horror Nights, and he doesn't like those things. Me, I don't like the Red Sox. So as we approach, I think it's like 700 patrons, I have to watch the Red Sox beat the Yankees with JTE, for God's sakes, um, from the 2004 series. Very painful for me. We have a lot of other things. The Flirt and Flow is going to jump out of a plane at 10,000 patrons. But the, the other side is we have a lot of extra content over there. We got stuff going on, whether it's exclusive episodes a day before they come out to the YouTube channel. We have exclusive that's just exclusive. There's an extra show that Riley and I do over there. There's going to be some live Q&As that we do over there. So there's all of that. That's a lot of fun. The direct connectivity to all of you guys has been very, very exciting. One of the things that I think has really been going over well are these one-on-one sessions that I've been doing with people. There's only around 12 spots per month. And they're going pretty fast. Since we switched over from the website, I still think there's like three or four left. But it's essentially just me for about a half an hour talking to people. And we go over a lot of different things. We talk movies. We talk about life. It's really fun. And there's another one. There's another one that we have. And that's at the $35 tier. 15-minute sessions. And it could be with anybody. You don't know who you're going to get. Could be Brett. Could be Steph. Could be Kate. Could be Mike. Who knows? So you can join over at patreon.com slash the big thing show. Sign up today. 
Love to get more of you guys over there. We're building this thing out, and we love to have this kind of just community that we're building, and I'm so excited to have you all on board. So thanks, patreon.com slash thebigthingshow. All right, thank you to our friends over at Green Chef. I'm telling you, man, you want to get a really good Christmas gift for somebody, get them Green Chef. It is such good food. I love it. I love it. I, I make, I've been making quesadillas like a lunatic with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you asked me before we went to the break. What, what, what was the second bit? The cats. The oh. cats. The cats and the and the music over the cats. We're it's like, playing cats. But, but it was. But, it, but again, it, it played like a bit. And sure. and then they start setting up the stuff with the pods, mm-hmm. like out of nowhere. And it's like, oh look at that pink thing just sitting around. Why? Why is yeah, that out of nowhere? Out of nowhere. And it was like, that oh, it's was a, a little one. weird. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, why is that there? It'll pay off when we do our big bit in a little bit. And it's like it was just poorly. Set that up in the beginning. Set that up in the beginning if you're going to do that in general. And then, like, the thing, like, they really, we need to overmarket this cat. Yeah. Because the cat's, like, eating people and running around. And Goose was so fun in the first movie. Right. And, and I liked when she was flying with Goose. Like, all that stuff worked. But as soon as they made it a bit, it invalidated even Goose. Yeah. You, know, you know what would have probably l- set that up better? Knowing that, like, dogs, cats, animals in general end up in, like, heat or anything like that or obviously change a little bit once they're actually pregnant and stuff like that because Goose clearly laid all those eggs all over the space station. Yeah. If when with Carol started showing some of those signs where you would see a cat in heat like that or just in general, Goose, why are you acting well, so it weird? eating all that extra, I felt like, was Which that it was acting that, weird? It, yeah, it, that it was a wasn't, very... It wasn't enough, It wasn't though. linear. And, yeah. and then, I, I don't know, something about, like, the third act, once they got into the big fight and then the cosmic element where she, the villain, dies and disintegrates and goes away and then there's supposed to be this, like, palpable tension. I feel like we hadn't gotten enough, like time between her dying and her flying out like nothing felt like it had that that tenseness that would have come from what's this mystery what's mm-hmm. this if the movie had even established that side mystery the movie would have had a little bit more of that like pull of tension mm-hmm. that by the time we got to monica's sacrifice it felt like oh i've been tense at any point in this movie mm-hmm. yeah I, so there were there were some random questions that popped into my head uh at the end there and I, i'll be honest the only parts that really threw me off is that if it wasn't even making logic comic book sense that i started to get like a little unnerved so at the end, where they're like, okay, we've given you your second bangle now. I'm like, oh, she's got both bangles. Great. It's going to whatever, whatever. But then all of a sudden, A, when she takes the bangles off, she, she can still use her powers. And I was like, okay, right. if that's the case, then she's evolved. She doesn't need them anymore. And, and she's yet, a mutant, so maybe she doesn't. So right. maybe she doesn't. That's what I read but, out of it. Yeah. yeah. But she had to put, she put it back on and was still using it. And then I was also confused as to why she didn't then have both. Right. Like, like, why now all of a sudden you're still only giving her the one where they were clearly a set and meant to go to her in the first place. And she gave why Carol it, the other one. And they didn't, they didn't. Weird. And maybe it's like a bond. But I wish there was like. But a, even say that if you would like, again, the like, that's hard to pull off the reshoots with the strike and everything. When you consider that, <laughs> I'm bringing up Taylor Swift again. The fact that this summer, her whole was, thing. Strike was way before this, dude. 
No, no, no. I'm saying they couldn't have necessarily done reshoots then because oh, the of the reshoots would have been, the reshoots would have been done way before the, the, this is supposed. This was originally supposed to come out a little earlier, and then the reshoots they did do all the reshoots, and then that's why they did the editing. The, the, this was this was done before the strikes even happened. Before both strikes, okay. I I only say that to say Taylor has this whole thing again. I know because my girlfriend is a huge Taylor Swift fan about the friendship bracelets. It's something right. that was very famous about her tour. If you would even had one little line, be like, "Here's your other bracelet." She goes, "No, no, no. It's my friendship." Bracelet, you could keep it that way. We're we're bonded forever. What like it, 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 she's clearly now good friends with her. Yeah. But if you still saw that little moment of like, no, I want you to have. Yeah, like there were that. moments. Those were the moments that in this movie when they did those and they led with her. She served to me like what Tom Holland served in the like Avengers. Movies. In the comics, Miss Marvel is very much a Silver Age Spider Man character. It was and and she, she does it so well. She was great. She will be and should be. Obviously, we'll talk about one of the other scenes in a second about she should be a a major part going because she. Anybody who's seeing this movie, people who didn't like it, people who loved it, are all saying the same thing. She is she's fan- brilliant. She's brilliant. She's so damn likable, and that like those moments and the stuff with the family worked again too. What I had said though, and I still and I stand by this even more so. I understand why they didn't because they're trying to get that money and they're trying to. This to me would have been a much better Miss Marvel season two. Mm-hmm. Expand this from hmm. being an hour and forty four minute movie to then, uh, you know, let's say a five or six part because then to me then maybe maybe that plays a little bit more right mm-hmm. and it, and and you give it more time to set it up and you had all the more time of stuff connecting them like we've wanted like i think we all universally agree we could have used a few more minutes here and there and a show would have allowed a lot more breathing yeah. i wanted to care a lot yeah no i i i i guess that was the thing i got i've i've always kind of been that way I guess about movies. It is not to say that plots aren't important, but I so jack in specifically to character driven character chemistry moments like those. I find myself doing a lot of scene study when I'm watching it um, just based off of where like my mind goes. So, for example, I had massive problems with Secret Invasion, Mm. but the moments that would save it for me are Samuel uh, is Nick Fury talking to his wife and those that being a masterclass in acting, watching the two of them interact with each other. And even though we've never seen them, I, I, I feel the bond between the two of them. The rest of the episode sucks, but that five minutes I'm fully jacked in. Yeah. I think that's where it leaves enough of a, a positive stamp on me is that those moments are strong enough That I'm, I'm there. I just, I agree with you. What I wish that they had flushed them out a little bit more. You know, you mentioned Secret Invasion, and like I said, I've seen. It's. I think it's the only Marvel thing that I haven't finished. Mm-hmm. I watched two episodes, and I didn't mind them. And the first two are the best. I know. It dips. Because I, I, I remember liking the first I know, two a lot, I know, and I bailed on it. So, from what I'm reading, and maybe I'll, you guys know this or don't know this, I've, a bunch of people said that. This movie essentially negates all the stuff that happened. In that. Oh, uh, it, it, it invalidates a lot. It invalidates Nick's Fury. It invalidates a lot of the scroll stakes. It invalidates a lot of the stakes with Carol Danvers. If you really look at the abstract, it, it, it kind of like undermines, not builds. And and a lot of people got mad at me because my my short review was as soon as. I got out of the movie. I told Greg, and then in the beginning of my review, I said, this isn't what Marvel needs right now. And it's because the main thing that conversations about Marvel are always going to be is interconnectivity. Everyone wants that like of like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Personally, I think Marvel is best when it's good individually and builds. I think if you can have a slice of pizza, that's delicious. Oh man, I'm excited for this whole pizza. But if that individual slice isn't good, I'm not going to keep eating the pizza. I think this slice 
was I don't like anchovies. I think this slice was the half anchovy slice, and they sprinkled too much on my slice, the pizza, and it invalidated a lot of the pizza because it undermined a lot of the impact. I don't like anchovies. I'm sorry. No, I want pizza. Now you want pizza. I thought you were mad at my choice. I don't like anchovies. But imagine someone like, it also ties into my my blender metaphor. If you put one ingredient in the blender, everything else is good. You got to know how to blend it. You got to have the right sensors. You got to get like a a ninja. Can I ask you the question? What what parts are you saying were invalidated from Nick Fury went from being a broken man uh-huh. to jolly uh, without any explanation. Like, he literally left spoilers, kind of. I end don't of, care. Okay. I figured, yeah, I figured I just wanted to say it. He left the, the end of Secret Invasion. Right. That man is a war-torn, struggled through everything, right. has the weight of the world on his shoulders. Right. We live through him getting more weight put on his shoulders, right. then goes back to space, and then in space, he's like, I'm gonna make a lot of jokes and do, like, cat jokes. There's no weight. This is there's my, no fa- weight. my favorite Nick Fury impression of this whole movie. <laughs> that's like what he and that doesn't feel like the Nick Fury espionage James that Bond came out like, of the, but 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 if you also remember the end of that he he was he was done and the only thing that he left to do with his wife is they were actually go the Cree called and said they are trying to negotiate peace mm-hmm. and so they then kind of Transitioned. The only thing that was weird to me is that Nick was not then at the proceedings that ended up happening between the Kree and the Skrull. Because that's where he was going. That 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 was weird. That I that I can agree that that did not connect because if if that was supposed to be what he just left to do, and then he yeah. acts like a different character. Like to also is the personification of Nick Fury felt more like a Saturday morning well, cartoon. Does it, does it does it jump back into what we've complained about with like Doctor Strange? Well, they're not watching the movies. They're not watching no, the stuff. They're not reading. They're not, they're not watching, watching the TV. They're, sure. not, they're not collaborating no. anymore. And I think and that's, in that way, Carol Danvers was better. In that way, I like this Carol Danvers because I felt like Brie Larson was actually playing the character, not playing, you know, because the first movie, my big issue with the first movie was the sets look cheap. The mustache twirling Jude Law was clearly the villain. So the twist was like, why are we here? But Carol Danvers felt like five different people's perspective on her. It felt like the writer had one take. The directors had one take. Brie had one take. This felt like they all knew who Carol was. And it was amazing to see her get to to be. But that also was like, well, what explains Carol one to Carol two? The the other thing I will say though, and that this is this is um, I had mentioned on Friday that I had only one thing, and it's, it's not a beef with Brie at all. It's just something that I f- I could sense I was feeling it. Um, when she was with the girls, she clearly was having a great time yeah. because the three of them really do seem like they get along, and they're really and there's there's a few interviews since the strike have come out that were previously recorded that are just now coming out where it's clear they all really like each other a lot. Mm-hmm. There were moments at times, though, that I could see that the weight of everything that this role has brought to Brie clearly was sitting on her shoulders. And she was putting more emphasis into this Carol. And she was having a good time because of the ladies. But it definitely also felt like she was a little over it at times. I think so. I I, 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 I didn't read that. only, Only because it just felt like sometimes there were moments where I'm like, I would have accepted, even with her being a badass, even with her being like really where she would have been even more emotional. And I know well, that well, Brie I know what can you're do about. that. Yeah. So, so, but that I think that is less of a Brie thing, and that's more of a Nia DaCosta thing, and that's this part of it. So we set up the relationship between Monica and um, Carol is mm-hmm. is to me could have been because when the moments are there again, they work. Mm-hmm. But we're getting to this whole thing of how they that she wanted to be there for her, all this. And then there's this moment where Monica goes out into space and she's like, well, these universes are collapsing onto ours and I've got to save this thing. And it looks like she's going to sacrifice herself. And Carol 
gets really emotional, goes, no. And she zips out there and she and you're like, well, this is going to be I'm going to feel this. I can mm-hmm. feel that I'm, I'm like, because in my when I was watching, I'm going, OK, they might really get me emotionally here. And she flies out there and she goes and she can't. She goes like, no. And then she goes back to um, Ms. Marvel. And she just goes, hmm. she should have yes. broken that should, down. That, that should have been, that that, been her moment. And I, that, that, I guess that's what I mean. It's little moments like that. And like you said, if that's more of a directing thing, then I'll give. I'll, I'll, because I can if you see, see that. Brie Larson do that, if you're directing that movie and you see Brie Larson you, do that. That's you go, where room Brie Larson you, needs to come out take, and you let her just go. Yes, you take her on. You go, I want boom, boom, boom. And you have her have that moment where. Again, where Kamala has to just comfort her, yeah, and she breaks down. She goes because down on her knees because of how big this. Is. Then they're in the then they're in the plane at the end, and she's then like, it's yeah. the, then it's the, well, no, but see, then that w- what would have done with that, honestly, is then when you end up back in the plane and like until and we find her, right, right. Then, then you end up with uh, you know, it's not that Kamala all of a sudden is the new lieutenant trouble, but there's this weird thing where I may have lost my time with my niece, yeah. But I have started to form That's this exactly other bond right. with this young lady, yes. yeah. and now who, who and now is now my surrogate. Like this is family, and yeah. and family is what I wanted to feel the whole time. Yeah. And I felt it in like three beautiful scenes. Like I had moments where I was like, "This is it," and then it would drift because I think the chaotic. <laughs> okay. I, I really think I, but I, but I really do think though. That in the same way though, in the same way that I felt like in in Ahsoka for a, a quick. There's a moment in Ahsoka where these two characters meet. And they haven't seen each other in a while, and it's just kind of like, "Hey, what's going on?" And it's like the whole thing was, was this buildup and, emo- and it could change your perspective on a scene. I think that even after the silly singing and all the dumb cats and all that stuff, that if that moment would have made me feel the way that I should have felt, I would have been like, okay, I'm, emotionally they got me there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like – because like, I think you nailed it just now where it's like, yeah, because if she felt that way and then they're in the plane – I'll tell you, I was telling us, I don't know if the person wants to actually be uh, – wants me to say their name but had a h- hilarious point um, was it like – and then the idea, where were they, Louisiana? Where, well, where okay, wait, were you about to say what I, so what I, I, I was going to say? You, you can say it. <laughs> wait, I don't know, I don't yeah. know what we were going to say, but I, what I was thinking to myself, I was like, so wait a minute. Her family lives in Jersey yeah. City, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, you've destroyed her house. We're not going to fix your house. We got, we got the we're government. Move to we're going to move you to Louisiana. You can just have this Louisiana house. We're going to move this family from Jersey a Pakistani family. <laughs> to, Louisiana. Move, to Louisiana. And, uh, and it's from and, Jersey. I don't know school. that there's a mosque in Louisiana. But <laughs> I'm not sure they'll get to celebrate their religion. But there might be. There might be. But just picking up and going, it's like, no, no. We'll use, just your, move you here. Use, use your superpowers and build me a house in Jersey. Because <laughs> it's where I live. It's you where have, my you have Saber. You have yeah. you have saber. You find the money and you rebuild the goddamn house. That's such an important part of Miss Marvel. She is the savior of Jersey City. Like Jersey City to Miss Marvel is like Spider Man to New York. Yeah. Like, was, house is broken was, and they just move her. Bro, can you imagine if if Infinity War happens? I'm so sorry. We done effed up Wakanda. Here's Atlanta. You can just have Atlanta now. That'll that'll be Wakanda from now on. It's insane. Like, it's insane. It was it, so silly. That's, that's the writing though. It's bad it, writing. Because it made it made sense at least with Asgard because of how that happened right, and it's like we lost right. the planet so we kind of have to just we're nomads now we have to find our new home it well felt- i have well i have this house you guys can have this house. <laughs> I, I, I get the spirit it's nowhere near. I, I, I understand the spirit of it but like, and if i'm the family i'm going no all no. your jobs are in jersey yeah, your entire life your friends are you giving me jobs the entire also? cast of miss marvel that you're never gonna see again like every you're in high school was, you have friends so bad but then and then they're in, but but what i will say is that moment though is they're in the plane which could have been 
should have been more sweet that's with the two of them is exactly what you just said, Winston. And that's like after I just had this emotional breakdown, I realized what my purpose now is. And I got to take care of this kid and I got to be with this kid. And this is this, and we're going to do this together. It's it is it is literally how many different stories or movies we've seen where someone has lost their child. Yeah. And then they end up with. Whatever that surrogate is, and like yeah. I'm not going to screw up the second chance with my. This is this is my chance to have my yeah. kid again. Yeah, and that should have we should have been able to immediately make that connection, and that happens by when she. Because I think about um, Guardians Two. I know that's not your favorite. I, I like it better than I used to. But remember but when he has, has that full has breakdown when Yondu's dying, saving him. Great, great Give scene. Me, no, 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 no. Yeah. Give me that. Right. That's exactly Give right. Give me I, like. All the yeah. power in the universe, and she could not save if her niece. If she comes back and breaks down, and can you imagine, even if you were feeling the way you were at that point after mm-hmm. that movie, and you see Kamala. It, the payoff works. Hold her yeah. as she's sobbing. Like, that she just, she couldn't do it. She's sobbing. You would have been like, oh, that, well, that, I know that all I of us would have walked out another letter grade higher. We have all been like this. All right, we might not have loved it, but that got me. Yeah, but, and then I would I would love the build up to it more because I'd be like, wow, it got there. Like yeah. it, it would, I just it never never landed. I think that that's probably the thing that's getting you, and I'm realizing this is there for for all of the good moments that are there, and for all of the sloppiness that could be there in the filmmaking from time to time, there wasn't that hardcore emotional payoff. No, it wasn't connected to like make because because like you said, they beat the villain. Uh oh, the, the reality. We got it. We got to fix it. Whatever. Like okay, okay. And and well, so we'll give you another one. Civil War. Mm-hmm. Right. Villain uh, Daniel uh, Brühl uh, mm-hmm. is a great actor. Mm-hmm. Character and he's got some great speeches and everything. The, the villain's okay. Mm-hmm. But the moment that you really emotionally connect to is when Tony is sitting there with uh, both. Winter Soldier and Cap, and he's and he sees his parents get killed. Yeah, and the emotion that builds there, and that fire that comes out. You're like, whoa! Like you, you you're in a dilemma of like because Ellis and I used to get into fights about this all the time. Ellis is like, yeah, you got to kill that guy. I'm like, he didn't know what he was doing. He's like, yeah, yeah. but he killed his parents. And it's like, yeah, and, and they put you in that that place. You're not in a place in this movie. I never felt conflicted because the villain yeah. was just like, "I'm, I'm gonna hurt you." Yeah, like, yeah. Eh. right. Because, because, because I, I will say, I think the the any movie, but if you just look at the Marvel movies that you think so fondly of, even if it has, like, I think of Black Panther. Even if that has, people have a lot of beef with the CGI in the third act with the final battle, and that's totally understandable about that. You don't really think about that because of the moment on the cliff with the sunset yeah. with Killmonger saying, bury me with my right, ancestors right. because they knew it was better to die free than to be a slave or right. to be imprisoned. So like or to, to, to die in chains, whatever, you know, the, the I should know that line at this point. I've seen it 50 million times. But my, my point is, if you had had that, yeah. I think it would have shut a lot of people up. Well, it would have, it would have made people have, like you said, grade would have gone up a little bit more, better. I would have probably been more forgiving of the the singing scene. Like, like, yeah, I wish that didn't exist that scene. But at least I, but I, I emotionally felt like got him. Oh, good, good. <laughs> but I also think that's why they moved the um, post credit or the mid credit to an end of movie. Well, scene. let's I talk think, about that because I think that yeah. scene would have been a mid credit had they had an ending that felt like. Oh, and then we'd need a minute, and then we'd have that amazing uh, recruiting Avengers scene. But instead, it's like we need an ending that feels uplifting because we didn't have a big, you know, down spot. Right. You know what I, mean? I love 
love so much. I'm on it. Per- it perfectly mirrored Nick, but just and like she's also wearing goofy, the coat. But she's her- wearing Hawkeye's coat in her own house, and she's recruiting her using her lines. <laughs> But so use, but using using Nick's speech directly, to, but but screwing it up because yeah, yeah. she's a teenager and she's like, but I well I, I have a dossier. There's a file on you. I'm also like I'm 23. Like yeah. all the things we've addressed about the Young Avengers, like the time that's passed. I also like Kate's reaction to her. Yeah, I was expecting this again. One of the things that I was expecting to be predictable of her going, I don't know, but she's like, she you can tell she's getting a kick at her. Yeah, it's adorable. Can I ask no. because? Okay, fine, bitch. <laughs> have a good show. Now you don't have a black person anymore. Good luck finishing the rest of this. I'm cutting um, out. <laughs> um, so uh, I remember last week you guys were saying, because I, I keep intentionally not seeing when they're making these changes and they're trying to push stuff. You said there was something or a cameo or something that was being pushed. Yeah, or being rumored. What was the rumor? The one that we got. It was the one that we got. That pieced. we just. The oh, at one. the end. Yeah. So not so not this one. So we'll get to the second one in a second. Yeah, I, didn't, okay. I hadn't heard. I hadn't heard about this one. And I, I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Me too. No, but I thought. But I. But especially because, and for me at least, and I think that's what you're saying. They tried to get that emotional moment there. Yeah. There has been enough, obviously, breadcrumbs that the young Avengers are coming. Yeah. You got uh, Elijah Bradley. Hanging out in in Falcon and Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. you got obviously Kate. You got Wanda's you got, kids if they you come got back. Wanda's kids if they come back, and I'm sure that they will find a way to do that one way or the other. You got Miss Marvel, and then there's enough Kangs. You might get Iron Lad. Iron Lad's out right, there. Let me, well, let's stay with that because you get this scene where oh she's stature because she brings up Cassie as oh, well. Oh, she actually okay. yeah name right, drops uh, Paul Rudd's she kid. She's yeah, yeah, has a Amen. daughter too. So well, let me ask you though because they have this question. That okay, or this scene where they're going to set up the Young Avengers and they have this moment with with Kate Bishop. Now, my question is this: One, let's say this movie underperforms, doesn't do very well. This was also shot at a time when the tone of the, the Marvel was a very sp- particular way. Is there a chance that they go? I don't know if a Young Avengers movie will work. Do they a scrap it? Do they B go forward with it and give it a shot, or do they C make it a Disney Plus series? You need to do the Young Avengers. I, I, I why? Just curious. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing or agreeing. I, I think both branding and build up. I think it's they've done a really good job with all the things you just mentioned, uh, building to it. But Thor's also, kid too. Thor's kid too. Yeah, they, they've done enough. Hulk's kid. <laughs> Where's oh, he been? Man, that haircut. Uh, they've done enough seed planting. I think you need the payoff. But I also think the Avengers name is something that everyone's like, we need an Avenger. We need an Avenger. Like, we've, we've talked about it. Like, so I think Young Avengers as a Disney Plus show, if the budget is enough to make it oh. not feel. Plus, all those kids are not going to be dude, as cheap as like, you know, a downy. Dude, and of course, I'm, I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, excuse my language. Ironheart. You, you literally. Ironheart's got her own show. That no, 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 may or may I get not that, exist. but she's no, also no, but I'm a saying kid. Is like she's already got her own thing on Disney Plus. We could transfer it over. Also, I mean, maybe uh, you know, new T'Challa. Like we have introduced maybe T'Challa. Yeah. Like you, you, you. The, the, the reason why you have to, because the two main focuses was the grief of the thing that we loved or the person that we loved. But has the rebirth died. through their child, and now there's the rebirth through the next generation. So I think you, you cannot need... abandon ship on that. Now you can you can make adjustments if you need to, like you know, do a little bit of a turn. But you have laid that groundwork so hard. If you walk away from that, especially knowing. That a majority of the X-Men, in a lot of cases, the main team is like the, I'm a little past a young adult slash adult, but it's always that the kids are always around. I just wonder, like, how you sell that to the audience that's getting tired of this stuff. 
Like take a year off, have only Deadpool come out. Yeah, but then, but that's, but that's, but they're doing that, right? And that's then, what I'm saying. But, I think that's but, gonna you, help. but then you get Thunderbolts, and then yeah. you're going to get, like you said in on Friday's episode, 2025 is going to explode with it. So when when would you do this? How does it fit in? And I think you do a show, bet, and then you have them briefly in Secret idea. Wars, and then shows. you have them theatrically in Secret Wars. I, I think that's a better plan. It probably will, and it would probably be too crowded. Oh, but there's a part of me that almost thinks that if it's not Secret Wars, that the Young Avengers were going to show up against the Thunderbolts. That was something that I was always kind of like, since they're kind of the anti-hero Suicide Squad-esque situation, that there's maybe some point where they're a little out of control and they might I end up I love that, that narratively. I yeah. don't know if Disney's going to have adults punching kids. So, I, I, genuinely, I think by having the Young Avengers fight the Thunderbolts, and mm-hmm. this is like their big test to figure that out because the Thunderbolts, we thought were doing the right thing, but as they And then they, they rise villains, up, and we don't have a team established. I just don't know narratively how you'd have, you know, the villains... Fighting kids, like adults fighting children, might be tricky to establish. Like, I know Cassie's, you know, nearly an adult, and I know Kate Bishop's obviously 23 as established, but it would be a little like, what's happening? I see, but the, my pushback on that is you already had Kingpin fighting Kate Bishop. You already and had I, Cassie I agree, fighting King. You I've already been had... thinking that was their plan until the young, young Avengers, like yeah. Wanda's kids, like our new T'Challa. Miss Marvel was out here fighting a grown woman that that's was true. trying to that's disintegrate it's, 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 her. I think it's it works there's, narratively. There's, there's I think it But before we go, I know you got to go. So one, one of the things that I do want to talk about, because people are like, how are we not talking about that? One of the things that this thing did, Now we did a full-on spoiler episode for the last episode of Loki and how that ties into the overall MCU. This scene, now, I think a lot of times people, this they tried to do, I think, what the Black Adam Superman scene tried to do. Like, oh, yeah, don't worry about some of the stuff that you saw there, but you have this. Because she's Rambo's out, and I don't know how they found her out and floating around in space, but they they find her in space. She wakes up and she sees who she thinks is her mother. Now, speaking of what we just spoke about, great scene because it's she, got emotional weight. She automatic great performance there. She looks over and she sees her mom and she's like, "Well, I, I, and she's breaking down." I'm like, that, "I don't know you," and then, but I'm that, like, yeah. "That that's what we were looking for." Yeah. yeah, and and that moment is fantastic. And then when she doesn't know her. And then we get Beast, and that's the setup. We've been waiting for it, the introduction officially of the X-Men, and it seems like it's going to be in this world where Rambo will be, and eventually somehow she'll push them into, I guess, will, will if, Rambo be in Deadpool, you think? So I, I, I definitely think so, because right. we have been trying to find the connection to the Fox universe this entire time, right? right. So now, by us getting Kelsey Grammer, Beast, yeah. um, we're fully introduced to it in that regard, Everything that Deadpool's now doing with Logan, which, again, that's the world that, that uh, Hugh Jackman lives in as well. If you have Monica Rambeau, she's like, I'm not from this universe. I'm trying to get back to whatever my yeah. universe is. He knows is. it, though. He says it as much. He Ooh. says that he says that she's not from this Well, universe. no, 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 yeah. for sure. But I'm saying, like, if Deadpool, because, again, associated with the X-Men, he's been oh, at the X-Men and all that, that is how that connection now to the MCU actually happens. And whether it's... Okay, whatever it is to to bring us over and bridge us back, it's Monica is now that key element to do that. And I like that she has, like, you know, seeing through Lightwave's patterns would be interesting Mm -hmm. if they use those elements. I do think the time turner with Deadpool is going to play into Mm -hmm. multiversally them jumping through. But I, I, I loved... Loved the scene, except for the CGI on Beast it was good. It so didn't look good. bad, dude. Yeah, the CGI it, like, Beast didn't look good. He's a practical it character. It looked, it looked real rushed. It looked rushed. Like, he's a character that looks you, so... It's hard to get him practical, and they did it. 
And then now, like, and I think he looks more comic accurate, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is, it's interesting. He looks now more comic accurate. He looks like the drawings, but he looks 2D. Like, that it, looks like a... I, and I totally understand that. It feels like, A, they probably tried to do this as a, almost like a last minute thing based yeah. off of what you guys were saying. But also, B, and there's no knock against Kelsey Grammer. I don't know if you guys have seen him recently. He does look significantly older. You were going to have to over-CGI him anyway. No, you put him in Prosthetics. prosthetics. He's covered in blue. You can't. You can't. You can't tell. You can't tell look, a person. Look, dude, they, they made Michael Keaton. You couldn't even tell. Michael Keaton was wearing a, was wearing a latex suit, unless with the close ups, you couldn't really tell he was. It's you know, all blue. It's a big furry blue. Yeah, that's that. that okay, that, I, I thought that for me, I thought they were doing that as a de aging technology type situation. Nah, they were doing they, 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 they wanted okay. to put it up. And that's well, such no, a they also they also pushed that scene. Is what they, from the rumors are. They said let's let's get that scene out. Yeah, there. And they made it. And they and they pushed it fast, but so, well, so, they mentioned Charles in the scene too, though. They yeah. do mention Charles. Charles yeah. wanted to know what when when she woke and it's up in the expansion. So they're clearly yeah. gonna like that right. might be where Deadpool. Yeah. So what Coy and I have been debating is who Lashana Lynch is supposed to then be in the X Men universe, and I'm actually she has very, the bracelets on, right? I I, I was pretty sure she had the bracelets on. I didn't see that. I think she had bracelets, and that makes her Kazar. I but think I, but I, I, maybe she did. I, 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 it's been a minute since we've seen it mm-hmm. at this particular moment. But I, I, I am very curious for people in the comments to to tell us what you think of who, what care. Because I thought for a second that it was maybe like Cecilia Reyes, just because mm. she has that relationship with Beast. There is that whole situation where like occasionally helping out with space yeah, adventures like and stuff. So that was my thought. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm honestly not sure. So I'm curious what you guys, who you think Lashana Lynch is supposed to be portraying at that point. I'm sure smarter people than us. Know. I, I mean, I'm. I'm very curious. I don't think they have to establish it yet because it's going to be narratively for whatever's sure, next. Sure. So, like, I'm I'm also but curious. What, no, no, and I'm also yeah. curious what people think. All right, so look, that was it. That was our spoiler heavy episode of the Marvels. What do you guys think? Put your comments in there. Let us know exactly what you think of it, if you can, because. Let's let's have a nice conversation, please. Let's have a nice. And I hope you see it. Yeah, and I also hope you watch this entire episode. Don't just look at the 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 spoiler and you know that Koi said something, you know Chris said something, and then all of a sudden you just I'd be like, I know y'all hated that. Watch the whole damn video and see sure. what we had to say about this. When's tomorrow with cameras on you? Where can they find you? You can find me at the Swaggy Blurred on all the platforms. Please go over to my YouTube channel because if it's Monday, that means I've actually been dropping some stuff over the weekend, and I'm, I'm that's back because the strike is over. So please, by all means, go over to the Swaggy Blurred. Leave me a subscription. You know what I'm saying? Like. You got a little swag. Got some class over here. Has some swag over there. Peace. I'm Koi Jondro. You can find me at Koi Jondro on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. And I just got my YouTube back going as well because the strike is over. And uh, also starting a new show over at Rural Rejects. The first episode dropped with Yuri Lowenthal. Long form interviews. We got another one pre-filmed, pre-strike. That's going to be coming out soon. So keep an eye out over there. And also make sure that you hit that button. We're almost on the road to 200, everybody. So hit that button. Follow us all on the Twits. And you can find us. We do shorts and all that and more. So thanks for joining us here today. If you get those tickets for the stand-up show, please do it. Uh, don't forget about our good friends over at Green Chef. It helps out the show tremendously. Thank you very much for both Coy and Winston. We'll see you on the flip side. Peace.